0: Welcome back to the Live With Grace podcast, where we discuss sports, lessons, and life as athletes, professionals, creators, dreamers, and leaders. I'm Grace Beyer, and I'm your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Live With Grace podcast. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest, Jack Friesen, physical therapist for the NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets. And today on the show, we're going to get into some of the secrets of longevity for high-performing athletes, discussing tips, advice, and insights to take care of our bodies for long, successful, and healthy sports careers. So to start, Jack, would you mind just telling us a little bit about you and your background?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate you reaching out and uh offering this so thank you um yeah
0: thank you too
1: yeah uh so i I went to uh east carolina for exercise physiology uh that was my undergrad and i was fortunate enough to go right into PT school at duke university uh, after my exercise physiology uh, bachelor's Uh, while at east carolina i got my cscs and was uh, doing some personal training at the school gym as well as uh, Duke's uh, gym uh, throughout my PT career or uh, education. And then after physical therapy school at Duke, I went on to a sports residency with uh, Howard Head up in Vail, Colorado. And uh, there I was fortunate enough to meet with some top surgeons and one uh, actually had me touch base with uh, New England Patriots after that residency. So uh, uh, after the residency, I went on to a sports fellowship with the New England Patriots for a year. And then um, after the fellowship, uh, worked with USA Women's National Hockey Team and as a strength coach, using more of my strength coach background. Um, and then uh, COVID hit, and then we, my wife and I uh, moved back to Denver since her family was there, and uh, we had a lot of famil- familial support. Uh, we had a child, and I worked as DU's uh, director of rehab for their entire D1 athletics. So, wow. I was uh, mainly managing long term rehabs and then assisting some of the athletic trainers with some uh, rehabs that they were focusing on. And then um, I was fortunate enough, uh, the Denver Nuggets were looking to hire a physical therapist, and I had met with their high performance director through various conferences. And he ended up reaching out to me, seeing if I would be interested in leaving Denver University. And I, uh, I very much was. And not mm-hmm. nothing against Denver University, but I always dreamed about working in the professional realm and getting back into that after the Patriots. So I, I uh, jumped on that opportunity. And, and last year was my first year with the Denver Nuggets.
0: That's awesome. So you've had experience in a lot of different sports than with the hockey and the football, yeah. Not basketball.
1: Yeah. And uh, my I, I really, you know, going and looking into residencies after physical therapy school, I, I was kind of looking more of the, at the university residencies uh, or just residencies that were tied to a university uh, to get that more traditional sports experience. Uh, and so Vail or Howard Head sports residency was a little bit unique in the regards that it it had your traditional sports, but it also had more of your non-traditional sports and mm-hmm. mountain biking, rock climbing, and uh, obviously ski and snowboard. And with that residency, uh, you're really thrown into USA ski and snowboard. I was paired up with the Moguls uh, Olympic team and was able to travel with them oh, wow. to Europe as well as uh, throughout the United States. Um, and so, I, you know, that experience, looking back, I think uh, really. Uh, really challenged me and then also gave me a very unique way of, of dealing with acute injuries on a slippery ice slope that's, mm-hmm. you know, slanted at like 45 degrees. Uh, so, wow. you know, ha- handling a, uh, a pro basketball player on a, on a court that's flat, not slippery. Um, it was, it, it's a little bit easier than uh, on a ski slope.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not as familiar with the winter sports, but I was going to ask you if you felt that prepared you for this job now that you have with the NBA.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think the uh, um, the residency and fellowship really prepared me, um, you know, graduating physical therapy school. I felt like I had a great knowledge, but it was a mile long and only an inch deep and mm-hmm. uh, didn't really have as, as much um Knowledge or experience with working in a training room or being that acute uh emergency medical responder
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh that's where the residency and fellowship I feel like really came in
0: yeah, definitely well, that's an awesome background. you've gotten to work in so many different places, and it seems like it's such a cool experience to have your first year working in the n b a be the be the year that that team wins their first NBA championship and to be a part of that ride.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, something, you know, all we could do is uh, from go from here is uh, go back to back. So right, <laughs> hard to top that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you have all the pieces. So I'd love to see that. I'd be super happy yeah. for you guys. Um, and so I'm just going to get into the first topic, which is We've already kind of talked about it a little bit, your experience at the professional level and also just recovery tips kind of to go along with that, that you would advise high level athletes to implement from your experience at all these different places that you've worked. So, you know, as part of this winning program in the NBA, you've witnessed all these demands of this long season that isn't very intense and back to back games and this and that. So my question is, how can athletes prepare physically and also maybe mentally along with that? I know you're a physical therapist, but I don't know if you work alongside other people too, but how can they prepare to sustain a high level of performance throughout such a grueling schedule?
1: Yeah, and, and it, uh, it varies sport to sport. You know, coming from uh, the Patriots to the Nuggets, uh, I was used to you know guys lifting heavy and uh, very frequently you know, mm-hmm. we, we lift very frequently uh, our guys work out every day uh, but it's not as heavy or as big of a load I would say as uh, mm-hmm. football players so you know we we have a huge emphasis on recovery because of just what you alluded to we're playing every other day or sometimes back to back with a travel day so our guys after a game will go through a post uh, re- post game or recovery lift which is more of a lighter uh, load more band work maybe light weight dumbbells bars etc uh to help you know flush out uh all the you know uh, mechanical or um you know cytokines and and uh metabolic uh, demands throughout that they placed on their body throughout the the game but then mm-hmm. also to help continue to load that and prepare them for the next day um and, and so we do we Place a heavy emphasis on post game lifts as well as uh, post game recovery, being um, tubs, hot tub, cold tub,
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: cryotherapy, saunas, and normatex. So, most of our guys are very good with using normatex on the planes and then mm-hmm. getting in the cold tub or the cryo uh, post game. But, uh, and then mentally, too, you know, we're kind of going through this uh, now, talking with some of our guys who we're we're asking for a little bit more of a demand from them this coming season because they will be needed more because Mm -hmm. guys are leaving or getting traded and preparing them to play, you know, 70-plus games, and that might be more games than they've ever played in their life. Uh, So we have a sports psychologist uh, that works with us part-time, and he steps in, you know, here and there. So he has a familiar face with the players, but then also works with them privately off campus as well. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so we have a, a big team. You know, Our high-performance team consists of three strength coaches, two PTs, two ATs, uh, and then a sports psychologist and a nutritionist. And I would say the nutritionists and the sports psychologists are probably the, the uh, bigger uh, components of that recovery and mental aspect
0: right yeah it's it's really nice I guess it's kind of expected with it being the highest level of basketball you could play but it's nice that they have that multi-dimensional approach with all these different people coming together because first of all I know basketball because I play basketball is such a high volume sport and it's so much on your body to like especially in the NBA play a full game and then have to, you know, go on a plane and then play another game or not have a super long time to recover between games. But it's really interesting that you guys lift between games. And I know sports science is like always changing, but would you say that movement and doing things like that is one of the most crucial parts of recovery versus just rest and sleep and, you know, more static things?
1: I would say, uh, uh, it's It's up there with sleep. I would put sleep uh, probably the the highest uh, form of mm-hmm. recovery. I think that's just magic to our body uh, and then definitely movement and in movement in in the right you know ways uh, so full mm-hmm. body movement, a little bit of load uh, to that to the body, so those tendons are getting a uh, response uh, but yeah it, it definitely movement um, and it's kind of funny you know, when I first started my, uh, physical therapy career, I was, uh, very excited that I could like, you know, put my hands on somebody and make a difference. And right. it's not, you know, maybe in other professions that uh, medication or injection, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, it was a, it, it's an interperson uh, relationship. And now as I've, uh, you know, kind of gone through my career, I find motion is lotion. And, and if, the less a guy is on a table or, or a girl's on a table, uh, the better. I'd rather them work through some of those, uh, kinks or, you know, just little aches that they, they're, uh, experiencing.
0: Yeah. That's something I've learned. Definitely. As I've gotten older that, you know, if you spin your ankle really bad, sometimes the best thing for it is to just keep it moving, not to, you know, keep it yeah. so stiff and, um, Without a doubt. and ice and all that which I'm sure all those things have a place too. like the PT on the table has definitely has a place and a time, but it's cool to hear about the different ways that you guys implement the movement as well, you know, between games and after games doing those lifts and stuff. So with that routine and with that regimen that you guys have these NBA game, these NBA players on, which I'm sure is tailored to each one of their needs Is it also – do you guys also implement injury prevention and rehab with that?
1: Without a doubt. You know, we have uh, – we call them vitamins, Um, kind of, you know, uh, getting away from uh, the term like corrective exercises uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, that uh, that can kind of stick with some players Mm -hmm. that, oh, I I need to be corrected. I need – uh, to, you know, w- work on this motion or, or this movement pattern. But, you know, everyone is, you know, not everyone is cut the same way. And so uh, we, we call them, you know, vitamin drills. And uh, our kind of flow is like that. So it's the off season right now. Training room mm-hmm. opens up at 9, a, 9 a.m. And players are coming in to maybe get a little bit of manual work. Uh, ankles are stiff, knees are stiff, back, what have you. Uh, But then really we we get them going through some of our corrective exercises for ankle stability, uh, tendon, uh, you know, longevity. So isometrics, eccentrics, uh, and then usually finish off with more of a complex motion uh, Mm -hmm. with with also balance. And then those guys go up to the weight room for their lift. So we try a lot of prehab exercises or vitamins, uh, what we call them every day in the morning, uh, because mm-hmm. we know, you know, with the 82 game season, we're definitely going to see some tendonitis, uh, whether that's patella, uh, Achilles tendonitis, uh, mm-hmm. shoulders as well, um, rotator cuff tendonitis. We're definitely going to see, you know, some back pain and then, um, like, uh, you know, a- ankle sprain. So, or ankle instability. So we, we try to hit those three parts, um, with some type of vitamin or corrective exercise.
0: Do you think that that approach of, you know, being proactive with injury prevention and strengthening all those different parts of your body in that such scientific and planned out way is something that high level athletes that are younger can learn from people that might still be in college or people that still might be in high school?
1: Without a doubt. I mean, our, you know, we just had the draft. We got three uh, draft picks this past summer Mm -hmm. and they're, they're coming in and and we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, groove their patterns or build a routine with these individuals because uh, they, they weren't used to a routine or also the demands of of the length of our season. And so I definitely think that at the youth level, even at college level, I'm shocked with how, little some prehab these these younger guys are doing so uh without a doubt you know it's just and and really it's i think it's good for anyone even if they're not a professional uh athlete that you know they should be doing before you go for that run or Mm -hmm. get into the gym you're doing some form of tuning up um or vitamin exercises To challenge those smaller stabilizing muscles Mm -hmm. uh, to allow those larger movers to function.
0: Yeah. I can't speak for all the athletes, but I just know from personal experience, sometimes it takes an injury or it takes something getting really irritated for you to realize that it's important to strengthen your feet. It's important to strengthen, you know, continue to strengthen your legs and the surrounding muscles around your knees and hips to prevent those things. And maybe that's something that the college and high school levels will start to shift toward something more of an approach like what you have. But do you have any simple ways that athletes listening to this can start to implement that even if they don't have these high level physical therapists and team to rely on? Yeah,
1: I without without a doubt, and, and it's nothing crazy, you know. It, it just takes the mentality of of a professional, you know, like these mm-hmm. guys uh, and 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 women, you know, just like anyone. They, at the end of the day, they just have a high paying job, and mm-hmm. you can go. This is their work, so you know we we ask for them to be responsible, take care of their body, and that can be established at a young age. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with Less, uh, um, you know, opportunities or less uh, uh, things available. Those athletes generally take care of their body better, you know, because they almost have to. Uh, so yeah. I would say, you know, like even just looking at little mini band workouts, or um, you, you know, asking uh, your high school athletic trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, they have a lot of uh, resources uh, there. But going through like just a little warm up with some type of resistance whether that's a a mini band or light dumbbell uh would help tune tune up that body before their pregame. Um, there's there's multiple resources out there whether it's you know you're starting to see some good strength coaches on instagram or twitter mm-hmm. um a, as well but you know it's uh the brain the brain's gonna pick path of least resistance and um yeah. if that individual can get the the, the movement or the that pattern done, they're just going to get it done. And and that's fine. But eventually, they're going to get to a stage where, you know, those bigger, stronger muscles are going to need some help from their stabilizers.
0: Yeah, I've worked with a lot of physical therapists, and they kind of refer to as like a band-aid to the issue, like wearing orthotics is a band-aid or tape, always taping your ankle, but never actually strengthening your ankle is just a band-aid for the problem. And eventually you're going to need to because those issues are going to start to affect how you play and how you are able to perform. Like you said, the Achilles tendonitis or things like that. I'm sure many other parts of the body can be paralleled with that, but that's just been something that I've experienced. So, and I know so many, especially in basketball, you know, I would say the last two years, 80% of my team got their ankles taped before every game in most practices and yeah. all those girls aren't doing ankle exercises all the time. But it's not because – I don't think it's because they don't want to or they don't – but I just think it's it's not stressed enough or they don't realize, you know. Um, and then kind of going along with that, we talked a little bit about sleep and some of the things that the NBA guys do with having the Norma Tech and having all those types of things. But what are some of your – best tips for optimizing downtime and rest time during off season, but also during the season.
1: Yeah. And and that's uh, probably the toughest thing that we deal with. You know, these guys are so tuned up after a game. Uh, A lot of these players don't go to bed until two, three, four Mm o'clock in the morning after a game. Uh, You know, they're, they're really hungry. So their body is craving that, their adrenaline's uh, running uh, off the charts. So, you know, we encourage uh, kind of thinking of their bedroom as a cave. You want it cold, you want it dark, you want it quiet. Um, and, and so we we really emphasize that. We have sleep drinks with melatonin uh, in it. Uh, you know, there's a, these float tanks that are a, another form of a modality, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. only about like an inch or two of water with high levels of magnesium in it and that helps uh some recovery but uh really what it does is it knocks you out after you know a few hours and so mm-hmm. you just sit in there and float and then that night you i guarantee you you'd have the the best sleep of your life uh but yeah. it, it knocks you out uh later so we encourage that um you know when we're flying after a game uh our plane is is lights out it's cooler uh, hopefully so hopefully guys can uh, sleep and then really also encouraging them to stay away from electronics uh, oh, yeah, after you big the one. game as well yeah so electronics and then um, you know guys are going to do what they want to do but mm-hmm. uh, al- alcohol and, and drugs um, you know th- th- those kind of per- limit the amount of REM and, and good quality sleep so we also you know just educate our athletes on that as well and and that's about all you can do you know you, you could be yeah. the biggest a- advocate and educate uh, athletes but they have to put it into practice
0: mhm i always say like awareness is the first step so just knowing those things and knowing how you can optimize your recovery you might not be perfect all the time or especially in the nba these are grown men like you're not going to be able to regulate everything they do but especially at the college level where you're kind of regulated anyway Those are definitely some great tips that I think people could implement into their season routine or their off season routine is the magnesium magnesium. You can also, it might not be the same, but you can also get that through food, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. You you can get that through food as well. And uh, you're, you're correct. I think it has a little bit of a different uh, uh, effect on the body, but Mm -hmm. um, those, uh, I don't, like, I don't know the exact science behind it, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, floating and, and just laying in that float tank uh, with the rich or magnesium rich water, uh, the body just kind of, you know, relaxes. And, and then later that night. So y- usually we we uh, encourage our guys to do that uh, post game or mm-hmm. the day after uh, the day after a game.
0: That makes sense. That's one thing that I've never heard of before. I've heard of all the most of the other things that we've mentioned, but I'm sure there's a lot of new sports science technology and stuff that they have at oh. the professional level that I probably haven't seen before. <laughs> um, okay, so now I'm just going to transition into the second topic, which we've touched on a little bit, but this is just building a strong foundation as a young athlete or as a relatively young athlete, somebody that's probably in college or about to go play in college or maybe even looking to play at the professional level, what are some of the specific routines that you think younger athletes, this is a must that you must do to prepare your body to have a long career?
1: I think it's uh, really just sticking to the basics. You know, like, as you mentioned, there's a lot of fun tools and and cool things that we can play with uh, at the professional level but even at the professional level we preach the basics you know treat your body well sleep get good rest and, and sleep uh, at nights eat healthy and and then train healthy you know it, it's free to to body you know body weight uh exercises isometrics mm-hmm. put you know a lot of body weight exercises go, go a long way uh, eating is free, reading mm-hmm. is free. Uh, so preaching the basics that that's, those are small things that make a huge difference in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when, when, as that athlete is progressing up the, the ranks, those are little things that can set them apart from the next player. You know, we, we definitely see it. Um, you know, for instance, we, we had a couple uh, rookies these past, this past year and, and this coming summer, um, and you can just see, like they're they're coming in on time. They're they're showing up on time. They're showing up in the training room and going through little, you know, corrective exercises or vitamins. And then they're also recovering uh, on their own. They don't have to be hounded and, and pulled in. Mm-hmm. They don't have to uh, be reminded how important it is to recover or lift um, or, or eat healthy. Uh, you'd be surprised with how. Uh, how many young athletes or young pros are coming through and have no idea what type of nutrition that they need after an exercise or, Mm -hmm. you know, how to even like make a healthy uh, breakfast or dinner. So uh, the small things really add up uh, in the end.
0: Yeah, that makes sense for sure. (laughs) Kind of going along with that, do you think that there's any – and I know that you're not the main one that deals with their nutrition – but are there any just simple adjustments that athletes can make that you think make a significant Im- impact on, sorry, I was like tripping up on my words, on their like performance and well being in the long run? Maybe things that take down inflammation in the body or like we talked about a little bit, enhance your sleep or things like that?
1: You know, not like nothing that really jumps out, but again, you know it's kind of sticking to the the basics and if if you have a lot mm-hmm. of color on your plate if uh you know you're you're having uh, a lot more greens than than, i would say like uh, processed food uh you know that you're, you're doing something right and so mm-hmm. i think one especially in, in uh with my experience with the usa women's national team um and also working with uh at du i would say uh, female athletes. T- tend to be less on the protein intake and it has a great deal with our recovery, but also building muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to, to an extent, like our younger uh, guys here with the Nuggets have no idea how much protein or how much uh, uh, yeah, protein after a workout they should be having. So um, when it comes to nutrition, you know, uh, hydrate, 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 um, especially with the amount of travel we're, we are doing, that's going to dehydrate an individual flying uh, and then how much they play. And then you're right about the inflammation. You know, we, we take uh, uh, blood markers uh, throughout the season as well as preseason and postseason. And, you know, by a month into the, the season, these individuals are walking around at, in a chronically inflamed state. So uh, keeping up with good nutrition is helpful for reducing that inflammation. And mm-hmm. I would just stick to the basics with, with that and keeping – greeny colorful foods on the plate in a good proportion
0: Hmm. yeah i think that's great advice thank you yeah. and um to just move on into the third topic which this is just some of my listeners had some questions for you and so the first question is why did you choose physical therapy and why with athletes
1: uh yeah so i grew up uh Uh, My dad was a physical therapist and athletic trainer for the Carolina Hurricanes uh, NHL team. And he was uh, in the NHL for 25 years. And and so I I grew up wanting to be an NHL player and and, Mm -hmm. uh, aspiring, but, you know, talent only took me so far. So uh, once my career quickly and abruptly ended, I saw that he was still involved with hockey and, and, in in sports and that was my second passion was sports and uh so i decided you know what why not go into keep sports in my life and go Mm -hmm. into something that um i could do that with and my dad was very passionate and very uh exciting uh always excited to go into work and he preached if uh, you find what you love you never work a day in your life and that Mm -hmm. uh, he, he walked the walk so uh That's where I decided to go into physical therapy. I always liked working out, so I did exercise phys uh, as my undergrad, Mm -hmm. and then um, really, you know, I I feel like uh, going into physical therapy. I just became a better strength coach uh, as well. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I I, pro sports, um, I would say, is uh, it's. You know, I, I love the love to work with the individuals that strive to strive to get 100% out of their body.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I had, uh, you know, great experiences working in the ICU on ro- my clinical rotations. And my first job out of uh, PT school was with mm-hmm. uh, a hospital. And, and not to say that those individuals aren't working to get the 100%, but um, it just... Uh, it always it always got me excited when I saw someone trying to strive to get better. And mm-hmm. I, I think in all the other realms that I worked in, um, you know, here is where we have everyone pushing to get 100 percent, whether that right. be the last guy on the bench or, you know, Jokic, uh, our starter. So mm-hmm. uh, that that's kind of why I picked the pro sports. but. It, it's definitely my wife's a physical therapist and mm-hmm. you know she works 50% of her uh, caseload is, is neuro. And, uh, you know, she oh, sees wow. individuals with uh, CP and MS and, uh, you know, strokes and, and uh, I would say her job is a lot harder than mine.
0: Yeah. It's definitely very different. It is mm-hmm. cool that, you know, working at that mm-hmm. level, I think, Once you get to the pro level and you're the best of the best, it makes sense that all those guys have such an intrinsic motivation that we're all working toward the same thing. I think you have to have that to be able to get to that level, you know, but I would imagine that it would be good to always be surrounded by that type of energy all the time. And also, how cool is it that you were able to carry on your dad's legacy with physical therapy and everything?
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, Absolutely.
0: Um, The next question for you was about Jamal Murray. He tore his ACL. I believe this was his first season back, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, his first season back.
0: So how was that? You know, the Nuggets were one of the most dominant teams in the West the whole season, and especially in the postseason, then winning the NBA championship. How was it having that role of continuing to keep him strong and performing at such a high level after that injury?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it was, it was a great team effort every day, uh, every morning, our high performance team, strength coaches, nutritionists, uh, PTs, ATs. Uh, we all would meet, and we go through the roster. We talk about the, the game load on the individuals. We talk about the practice load on the individuals, what they have planned in the, the weight room. And we knew, you know, as Jamal was coming off this ACL, that this year w- would be a kind of a more high risk year. We mm-hmm. circle those back to back day, back to back games. And if you look back at our season, he uh, wasn't playing. At, there's a couple back-to-back games that he did not play. And that was because of the the demands and the load and being Mm -hmm. smart with when we can load that knee uh, or that athlete. Mm -hmm. And when, when when it's, when it was okay to, you know, kind of bring them down a little bit for a more active recovery. So it was a, it was a team effort, uh, even going to the coaches as well, talking to them about minutes and and how many minutes uh, individuals can play uh, so, and then the other thing is, the, those recovery lifts post game were huge as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nerv- his nervous system and all our guys, the nervous system is tuned up. They're ready to lift, and so uh, that was you know a great opportunity for those recovery lifts to prepare them for the next day. Uh, but it was just being smart with the load, and we're fortunate that at this level we can we all our athletes have. Uh, we use Connects It's a GPS monitoring system that oh, shows cool. everything from how fast the individual runs, how quickly they can accelerate, how quickly they can decelerate, uh, how many jumps they take in the game, et cetera, et cetera. It breaks down everything, Whoa. so we can see. You know, did Jamal? Did he just blow it out of the water and and have a, you know, did forty? Did those forty minutes was it tough on him or was it? Was he kind of cruising through that those minutes? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we were able to monitor how much um, you know mechanical load he was taking throughout the week.
0: That is so cool. And it's cool that you guys have that for all the players that you can kind of monitor and yeah. that you have the technology to and the resources to kind of pull him back when he needs to. I know that yeah. it was like a big commotion. I think it was LeBron that took a game. It was like one time. I'm sure he's done it many times, but he took a game off for like load management and everyone's like, oh my gosh, but it makes sense because it's such a long season. And especially with these guys that have been playing basketball for their whole life and then been in the league for all these years, I'm sure that that plays a big role in preserving their bodies, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's our, t- our team kind of laughs at that. You know, we have uh re nba does a a great job of keeping up with a lot of uh data throughout the years and and you can look back uh on some of this research articles that uh have shown even like into the nine uh, one to two more games in the than the 90s so
0: mm.
1: we're, i think where the media there's a lot of like hype on that uh, load yeah. management like you're, you're mentioning but uh you know you look at Jokic, you look at murray they, they played significant amount of games this year
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: also within those games they're playing a lot of minutes uh, as well and then those also those gps uh, units make it great for uh and very you know easy and helpful for my job when Mm -hmm. i'm trying to return an athlete to the game i can look back and on the the data that they had you know whether it was earlier in the season or last season to see oh how fast what was your top speed? How many minutes were you playing? How many cuts did you make? And I could you know, program and uh, prepare them throughout their rehab for that end product. If you know yeah. where you're going, it makes it a lot easier.
0: And I'm sure it's also nice to have the metrics and the numbers so it's not a subjective call exactly. on if they can do something or not. It's, oh, your number isn't here? You can. You can't. Or yeah. you can
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And the last question for you from the listeners is, what is a typical just daily routine of an NBA player during season?
1: Yeah. So uh, in season, you know, we have game. We uh, it's funny you kind of lose track of what day it is and, and mm. what what day of the month it is. Uh, it's either game day or practice day. Uh, with a practice day, again, we kind of put an emphasis on sleep. So usually uh we're not really going until 10:30 30 in the morning um training room opens up earlier but we'll have a we'll start with a you know practice around 10:30 11 and practice is uh you know it could be anywhere between an hour to 2 hours depending on uh film or you know what the coaches have but uh training room opens up about 2 hours before practice and uh the high performance team meets 30 minutes before so if it's a uh, you know, uh, 10 30 practice, we are meeting at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. We go through the uh, roster and break down each individual, um, what they may be dealing with, uh, their mechanical loads, the GPS monitoring system, and then what we have planned for them that day. And then when the training room opens, uh, we encourage, you know, we highly encourage everybody to come in for those vitamins, getting mm-hmm. those ticks, uh, and then. Um, uh, and then practice, and then after practice, uh, we finish with a lot of recovery. So we're doing recovery flushes uh, like with soft tissue. We have massage therapists on hand, uh, mm-hmm. as well as those modalities. And then, uh, you know, we're typically leaving around like 3 or 4 in the afternoon. With a game day, it's a little bit different because it's split up. We have a shoot-around in the morning generally like at eight thirty, nine o'clock mm-hmm. uh, again we meet uh two hours prior to that so if it's nine o'clock the high performance team is meet at seven and then we have a shoot around uh film and then guys and staff go home and then uh for a nap or something and then uh four hours before tip everyone is required to be back at the stadium so uh um, Staff is usually there four and a half hours before they tip off. And then there's a routine board. So, you know, there's a training room, weight room, and then player development. And each player hits those uh, variables there or those uh, um, environments. So they come into the training room, weight room, and then they're off to their player development coach and then, and then game time.
0: So they go to the weight room and do the player development and all of that before the game.
1: Yeah, before the game, and well, and some players do the weight room after the game.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's so actually it's not too um different from a college game day for routine. With it, yeah, I guess they have a little bit more time to warm up and everything because it's just that one game. But um, I guess that makes sense for the guys that are coming from college to the NBA. It's like relatively smooth transition in that respect yeah. maybe with more technology and more specific guidelines of what they need to do or when they need to be places but um cool well thank you so much for answering those and yeah, absolutely i'm just going to wrap up um to summarize today we talked about all types of things relating to the nba season for the denver nuggets and jack's role as the physical therapist for the denver nuggets And we talked about ways to preserve your body and take care of your body, both in season and during the off season. And a bunch of topics relating with that and just habits for a long, successful and healthy career. So do you have any last words regarding any tips that you would give athletes?
1: Uh, Athletes? You know, athletes. I would say uh, again, stick to the basics. Keep it simple. The the kiss, uh, you know, analogy. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the little things go a long ways. You know, even uh, my experience with the the Patriots and and uh, DU hockey and uh, women's USA national. Uh, those that had a long career uh, took care of their bodies. They didn't rely on the trainers, the PTs, the strength coaches for the foam roller, the, you know, a mat for the, to lay on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still, I still remember uh, my first day with the New England Patriots was July one, pretty much everybody was gone uh, except for Julian Edelman. He was coming in with his own bag that had everything that I just mentioned for some recovery, hypervolts and whatnot. And he would come in, you know, set up his, his own little workout and go through that and then recover on his own. He didn't need anyone really to be, uh, you know, kind of preaching mm-hmm. recovery or those little ticks. And and you see that at, at all, you know, different uh, sports, the ones that usually last are the ones that take care of their body and, and do the little things uh, consistently.
0: Definitely. It doesn't take all the technology and modalities and all of that. You can do it simply and you can do it consistently and achieve those results in the long run. So thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I love talking to you and learning from you. And I'm sure that any athletes listening are going to definitely take something away from this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if if you or any, uh, uh, you know, classmates or colleagues uh, ever want to get in touch with me, uh, you have my email address. It's jack.friesen at nuggets.com. And uh, feel free to reach out.
0: Thank you so much. And to the listeners, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you took something away from this podcast and stay tuned for the next episode on the Live With Grace podcast.